Last month, we processed over $71 million in claim checks. Uh, it was over 4,000 transactions. So, and we're, we're continually growing every single month. Um, so we're no, we're no stranger to every single problem that can happen with the, uh, the checks going to the mortgage company and, and back. What the mortgage companies don't realize, and, and maybe, the, maybe the investors don't realize, is that some of these guidelines that they are enacting and the ways in which they are serviced are literally you know, counterproductive to what they are trying to prevent, which is further damage to the property. The visibility that we provide around the payment is unmatched. And everybody who's involved in that transaction, even contractors who are not on the check, but they're added to the transaction, now everybody sees what's going on with those funds. And you're not having to, uh, you know, clutter up your CRM with a bunch of notes of where, you know, where's the check. The Claims Game Podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. Okay, okay, okay. We are here to continue the Passport to Miami podcast series. Do you notice how the 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 irony of that passport to Miami. Do you get it? I certainly get it. I don't need a passport to go to Miami, but uh, we're definitely excited to be attending this year. That's for sure. Well, Ryan Holiday of Inc. Pay, you guys have been a major support uh, for everything we do, CCA. Um, and I want to just personally, before we get started, just thank you. I mean, you guys have been supporting us for. We've been around for about three years, I'd say for a good year and a half. Uh, I know that when we first started using your your service uh, with Elite Resolutions about a year and a half ago, I mean, for me, it was a no-brainer, you know, and uh, we've been using it ever since. I would say probably about, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a number out there, but probably about 90%, maybe 80 to 90% of our checks that come in uh, go through the ink pay process. And uh, yeah, we've been very satisfied about, uh, with that. So I want to thank you for that. And I just want to thank you for your overall support, man. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Vince. We certainly appreciate you being a customer and going through some uh, some of the early days with us with the app. Um, I know a lot of things have, have changed and improved. <laughs> That's, you know, partly due to the feedback that we get from from you and your team. And uh, so we we appreciate you very much. Yeah. Um, so we are here, Passport to Miami, because you are going to be coming to our event, Advocates United in Miami, Florida on November 16th. We have a VIP event on the 15th. We have our, our event on the 16th. As I'm sure you've noticed, since you've been kind of a part of it from the beginning, you've seen how it's just grown exponentially and yeah. uh, it's been pretty cool. And what I want to have you on here today is I've been having a lot of our speakers and sponsors really just educate because I want people by the end of this to be like, holy crap, I can't wait to meet this guy or, or to be honest, holy crap. I better go to this event because I need to meet this guy because of the education that he just dropped here. So since you are and your company are what I like to call specialists uh, and experts in the 
particular process of getting the check processed, uh, I'd like for you to educate our audience on sort of what goes on behind the scenes and not so much. Uh, yeah, I want to know what goes on behind the scenes at Inc., but I want to know what goes on behind the scenes of an overall check process because clients are always like, why is it taking so long? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to provide them with this documentation? The check is mine. The check is not theirs in regards to the mortgage company. Like, why do I have to do it? Could you tell us a little bit, maybe try your best, like a little step-by-step -step of what goes on behind the scenes when a customer receives a check? Absolutely. And I, I will say that uh, I am only a, a small portion of the information that is going to be delivered at the uh advocates miami event there is an incredible lineup of speakers i can tell you behind the scenes that as soon as we saw the uh the most recent flyer coming through we were talking about my goodness how many more people can they get to this it's jam-packed with all the superstars in the industry so um but you know it, when it comes to property claim payments you know we are the first and foremost expert within the industry on the matter um Last month, we processed over $71 million in claim checks. Uh, it was over 4,000 transactions. So, and we're, we're continually growing every single month. Um, so we're no, we're no stranger to every single problem that can happen with the, uh, the checks going to the mortgage company and, and back. Um, you know, we even have statistics around, uh, you know, how many checks actually get lost in the mail, like what percentage of checks get lost in the mail. It's, it's terrible to have to know that, but unfortunately it's, I think it's right around like 14 or 15% of all the checks that get mailed back by regular mail. And we, we provide the mortgage companies with FedEx uh, two day shipping labels, prepaid. Um, sometimes they use them, sometimes they don't. And part of that is because of internal policy and part of it's because of human error, but, <clears throat> I would say that, you know, the one thing that everyone should remember whenever they're dealing with the mortgage companies is that these are, you know, the servicing departments of mortgage companies are not typically money-making departments. Like lost draft is not a money-making department of the mortgage company. Um, and so they don't put a lot of resources towards the, uh, you know, these necessary evils that go along with mortgage servicing. Uh, typically, they're dealing with people in foreclosure or uh, trying to resolve, you know, the uh, mortgage defaults or anybody's payment payment issues. And in our case, they're dealing with the multi-party checks that they have to sign. And the reason that they're on those checks is because they're looking out for their investors' best interest. They want to make sure that the property is brought back to its original value. Um, all the repairs are made because in the event that they do have to. Uh, use that property as collateral or if they need to foreclose on it for any reason. It is not in disrepair, which was a major issue after Hurricane Katrina. Um, and after after 2005, I'd imagine you know, that's when you started to see the lion's share of mortgage companies being involved in all the checks that were being issued. And so <clears throat> when you uh, fast forward to, to, uh, excuse me, to today and you know, the, the, the process on the mortgage side hasn't really changed much, unfortunately. Um, it's still very paper heavy. And, you know, we manage that process with the mortgage companies so that, you know, our customers don't have to sit on hold for 45 minutes to be told that they uh, don't have a document that was already sent in. 
uh, just the ridiculous things that sometimes they say. And uh, we're here to make the process better for everybody. It's not just the folks on this side of the fence. It's also on the mortgage side. So our platform was designed to just be a, a better mousetrap for the information that needs to be aggregated. And we kind of consider ourselves almost like a TSA pre-check or a clear for airport security. We're, the, we're kind of the same thing for the mortgage companies when it comes to that check. You know, I'm, I'm laughing because I remember a time that the mortgage company wasn't on the check. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was early 2000. I'll bet if, if everybody remembers yeah. back. I mean, um, I started, I started in 08 and it was, if even in 08, I, I would say you pinpointed 2005. I would say it was around for, for us, at least it was around 2005 where it was just like happening all the time. All of a sudden they were like always on the check. And I think yep. it became like a mandate, right. Or something like that. Wasn't there like something passed? Well, the mortgage companies have to abide by, um, investor guidelines that are put forth by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and whoever the investor is on, on that loan. There are many private investors that back, you know, mortgages as well. And so they write guidelines for the mortgage servicing companies to uh, follow whenever they are processing these checks. And so a lot of folks get upset with their mortgage company and I can, I can see why, because the, the guidelines are very blanketed and, and general. Um, and as you know, Vince, claims, every claim is different, right? Mm -hmm. um, every scenario is different. Every, um, you know, every property uh, restoration process is going to be different for each claim, depending on the severity. And so the mortgage companies just kind of blanket everybody into two categories. You're either a non-monitored claim or you're a monitored claim. And, uh, you know, it, it can be quite frustrating, especially when every mortgage company is different in what they ask for, even though the guidelines may be the same from Fannie Mae that they're using or Freddie Mac. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> it's, it's just an antiquated process that they're dealing with. It's very paper heavy and prone to human error. And so we get, we get to deal with the brunt of that. Let's help the audience understand what is the difference between a monitored check and a non-monitored check. Sure. Um, and so, what, and what is it that makes it monitored, a monitored in particular? So I, I think that there's, um, can I just say it in, can I just say it in layman's cool. term? Can I just say yeah, it in layman's it, term? It varies, uh, it varies slightly from bank to bank, but um, a non-monitored claim is generally any claim with a total RCV that is less than $40,000 and the uh, property owner, the insured, has no delinquency on their account within two years of the date of loss or any uh, modifications or uh you know, things that would cause the loan to be higher risk where the mortgage company would want to step in and ensure that the repairs are being done. Not that anything can't go awry when it's less than 40,000, but obviously larger losses require a little bit more oversight. And unfortunately, mortgage companies are not contractors and they, uh, 
again, are going by these general guidelines in which to disperse payments, um, in which to request certain documentation. And it, sometimes, it, that, that, sometimes that doesn't align with the build schedule, right? Or, or, or how everything was mitigated. And uh, it's very frustrating, especially for public adjusters because they, they end up on the back burner, right? They're on the check. Yeah. They completed their job. Um, they won the claim or they, you know, they, at least they got the settlement. They got the money that is going to We're done. repair this property, right? You, you've done your job. Yeah. And when that check goes off to the mortgage company with, uh, in, in, with the claim being monitored, I mean, sometimes you're the last to get paid. And that's, that's if the homeowner hasn't tried to get squarely on you towards the end, because we all know that can happen as well. So it's, it's very frustrating having to have, completed your work and then be stuck in the back end of this bureaucratic process because it's, it's done on a paper check. And so it's, it's uh, quite frustrating and, and ridiculous. And we are certainly digitizing this to where it'll be claim approved and everybody who receives their funds within 24 hours, it's supposed to receive them. So uh, we'll get there, but until we get there, we're alleviating it as much as we can. You know, you mentioned a couple of things that I, I was laughing at. Um, definitely. Definitely for one is, is, yeah, I've been saying that for years. And sometimes if you have a real nasty client or you have a check that's not so much or whatever it is, I, I had definitely been known in the past to tell the client, hey, my work is done. Like, I shouldn't have to wait, especially after we're waiting for a long time and the client's upset for whatever, for obvious reasons. And, you know, we're trying to get paid. But that's something that I've mentioned to a client before. So I'm, I'm, that's funny that you said that. But the guidelines thing. The guidelines thing is a funny one because you can tell when you speak to the mortgage company that the that the person you're speaking to on the other side is literally looking at some computer screen with just a step-by-step -step process. And if step three hasn't been completed, forget about even thinking about them going to step four. You have to get to the point where it's like, look, lady or, or man or whatever it is, like, we don't need to do step three because of whatever, because of the five and six that we've already done. So like, you need to get yep. past that, get that out of your brain so that we can get this check process. And what I always tell the clients, and we've assisted with this a lot before we were using ink, we would have to get involved. And when I was more of a one man show, I would definitely have to get involved and basically treat the mortgage company like I treat the insurance company. And you learn how to sort of deal with these people. And then you realize that all they're doing is going through this step-by-step -step guidelines. And God forbid, one of the steps hasn't been completed and it's like everything shuts down. So you have to basically force them to move your claim or move your 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 move move it to a supervisor or somebody who could actually understand what's going on and what i always tell them and we might be skipping ahead a little bit but we always if we've already got repairs done we've got the check over there and we've got i don't know let's say a third or half of the check already released or of the payment like you need to get in here and do an inspection what I realized with the mortgage company is that once that inspection has been completed, where they send that representative out to take like three photos and walk out, by the way, I don't know. Did, I don't know if you knew don't that. Don't get me started on the inspections. I mean, they are, they, I've they been are to those. a waste of time and resources, uh, especially these days. Out. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> sometimes they don't even get out of the car. They just slow down. Make <laughs> sure yeah. the roof and keep on yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, but you know, unfortunately those folks that are taking the pictures 
are getting paid like eight to 12 bucks a property to stop in. Maybe if it's a little bit more complex. That's it. More. Yeah. You know what the banks get charged though? 175 bucks an inspection. Ooh. So, so guess what? You know, and, and, and that's, that takes two to three weeks. It's, it's a real, it's a real hassle because you got to schedule it. They got to, they got to book the third party. They got to go out and do it. No. Uh, and, a, and a client gets super nervous. They're just like, Oh my God, they're coming out to inspect. And after a while I have to be like, don't worry, it's going to be five minutes tops. But yeah. back to what I was saying, what I realized that if you can get and get the mortgage company to send out that inspector, and this is going for anybody in the audience who's like a, a policyholder, right? If you can get them to get out there and do that inspection, what I have found is once they go out there, they see the proof of repairs, like it's pretty, it's pretty fast after that. You notice the same thing? Well, yes. And, and so part of the uh, process of a monitored claim is to have completion inspections. Um, they can occur at 50% completion, 95% completion, hundred percent completion. Um, unfortunately we've, we've even seen, uh, what's called a 0% inspection and the 0% inspection, ladies and gentlemen, is when the mortgage company decides to send out a third party to do a photo report to confirm the damages that are being paid for by the insurance company. And so just in case uh, the insurance company is paying out a claim that they shouldn't be paying out, which is which which will never happen. Right. Uh, the mortgage company has to do a zero percent inspection before they release dollar one to get anything done. It's so, so ridiculous. That I did not know. Yeah, no, it, it's I, I don't want to say the the mortgage company I've, that that I've experienced with it before because I don't I, you know I just don't want to call anybody out but no need. Uh, they they do exist and so I the the time that is wasted and the resources that are wasted doing that rather than uh, let's say for example using an integration through Inc that is uh, with Company Cam and. The, the photos are, you know, geotagged, they're time stamped. We know who took them. We know where they were taken. Uh, it's indisputable, right? It's the same. It's probably going to be way better than the photo reports that they're getting if we just have our licensed contractors completing them when they get to that point of completion. And so it could be, you know, reviewed within minutes rather than weeks. And, you know, is, that's that's time that money is not in the contractor's pocket, paying the bills that are necessary to get these repairs done. It's crazy. So is that zero percent inspection, for example, where it's obviously like a, a little bit too much? Is that more of a, a particular mortgage company guideline type thing? Or is that more towards the delinquency of a, of a particular homeowner who maybe hadn't paid their mortgage a year before or whatever? Which one is it more of? It. Um, <clears throat> The instance that I that I've personally seen, and I'm sure our our team has seen it since then. This was back uh, in the early days of Inc. when I was processing checks in and out of the mortgage company. Um, Good, you got to you got you got to work in it, right? Oh yeah, no, listen, I, I, I've I've done every, I've done every job here at this company so Good. far, except maybe some of the development work. But um, yeah, so the the zero percent inspections typically happen on monitored well inspections really only happen on monitored claims, right? If it's a non-monitored claim, the mortgage company is just going to stamp and release that check. 
um, sometimes it will get held up because they do need paperwork. It can be non-monitored, but they need uh, the scope at least, right? Um, maybe they need a waiver of lien or something if it's over 20,000, but it's below 40. Uh, but nonetheless, if it's not monitored, there's typically no inspection. So in this case, yes, the insured did have delinquency. It was, I can tell you that the payment process for this roof claim, and I can, re I remember it was an $11,400 roof claim. Wow. The payment process took just under six months. Oh. Because, because of these inspections. I was on the phone with uh, one of the vice presidents of the bank pushing this thing through because it was just ridiculously long in, in getting the funds released. And so um, those sorts of inefficiencies not only cause extraordinary frustration on the side of the insured and the restoration professionals that are trying to bring those folks back to whole, but what the mortgage companies don't realize and, and maybe the, maybe the investors don't realize is that some of these guidelines that they are enacting and the ways in which they are serviced are literally, you know, counterproductive to what they are trying to prevent, which is further damage to the property. Uh, and not getting, not, you know, not getting this property complete because it's halfway done and waiting for inspections or whatever the case may be is leaving it susceptible to more damages. Um, for sure. So, you know, they're, they're sometimes they're the, they're the, uh, they're their own worst enemy. Part of our process when we sign up a claim and sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't, I'll be honest, but maybe it's something that we should think about more. Would it make a difference if we maybe have an idea whether or not this could potentially be a monitored claim with the mortgage company by asking them, are you up to date with your mortgage? Had you Have you had any delinquency in your mortgage in the past, what did you say, two years? Like, you think it would be better so that we could be like, hey, so by the way, here's what's coming. Like, do you think it'd be better? And would it speed up the process at all? Or would it just be more of like an awareness thing? Um, I think it could speed up the process a little bit because, because of the awareness, right? Uh, there's extra paperwork that goes along with that. You could, um, you know, have everything ready to go by the time the check lands and then just kind of, kind of try to be ahead of it. But, um, that's not usually a, a comfortable conversation for restoration professionals to have with insureds. Uh, maybe, maybe you Vince, you know, you might be. I know you're you're comfortable usually having a conversation about anything, but a lot of folks, you know, especially like imagine a roofer. Imagine your roofer yeah. having to ask you, oh, by the way, uh, is your mortgage current? Because well, maybe not in the beginning, but like the check comes in and at, okay. At any, at any time. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's a legitimate it's, question to ask so that they're prepared. Like, hey, just it's, I gotta it's ask you. It's legitimate. Here's I why. Guess, because it's it's part of the process, right? And I think if yeah. you explain why, like that. then yes. Um, but it even in the even in the uh, even in our process, it's something that we ask as the third party. So every time an insured is entered into our system and a check is entered into our system, we send out a verification request to the homeowner, and they will uh, answer some questions in regards to their mortgage which includes, you know, potential delinquency, but, um, that's part of our third party authorization process and something that we can take, take out of the, uh, the hands of the restoration professional having to ask. When, when this started, when I start to notice this around 2010, I remember myself, I remember clients being very, very cautious 
and really never sending an endorsed check to the mortgage company. Do you recommend, and I know the mortgage company, I just had a claim up myself on my house and they asked for me to endorse it and then send it. Knowing the process, I was like, whatever, it's no big deal. But I guess that answers the question. Like, is it okay? This is a simple question for policyholders. Is it okay to endorse the check and ship that thing to the mortgage company? Or should it be the way we used to do it? I would just be like, don't you sign that thing. Don't you dare sign that thing. Send it first. And then they would send it back and they'd say, so like, is it okay? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's okay to send the check off unendorsed. If it's a monitored claim, then they're just going to kick it back to you and tell you it needs to be signed. Um, I don't know if there, I, I, you know, there's no, there's really no other way around it, especially in the monitored stuff. If it's non-monitored, if it's if the RCV is under forty thousand, and the homeowner has indicated that they have no delinquency on their account, then, you know, you typically do not have to sign that check before you send it into the mortgage company. They will stamp it and release it, and send it back. In fact, if it's uh, fully, so you endorsed, typically don't have to. Correct, and if it's if it is fully endorsed, sometimes for security reasons, they will deposit that check and then reissue it because they don't want a fully endorsed check running through the mail. Just no big deal. Okay. Um, Ryan, what is the ink advantage? Larry, I just came up with your process name. The ink, <laughs> the ink advantage. So <clears throat> the ink advantage is, uh, you know, saving time and speed to cash. Um, well, I, let's be I, honest. It's not always like that either, Ryan. There are times where, you know, we have the check go through ink and you still got to throw go with the mortgage company bullshit every once in a while. That's right. I mean, you know, we're not we're not a silver bullet for everything. And part of the reason well, not part of the reason, one of the main main reasons that we built our platform the way that we did is because we knew if we built an entirely electronic or entirely digital payment experience, that most enterprise organizations would not adopt the technology without some sort of you know traction proof of concept or without the ability to uh, still service the check and so our platform still services the check as it exists and we have to you know we have to navigate um all the guidelines and and the process as it exists today with the mortgage banks our advantage is that we are doing that you're not doing that and one of the things that i've been you know teaching a lot of folks in our industry lately is how to understand the value of their time um one of the biggest <laughs> i guess our biggest competitor is stat is the status quo because once a contract especially contractors right when, when a contractor knows how to do something they're the best at it and so once they've started doing this process internally and they've got it down pat. Um, they don't want to. They, they don't want to delegate that to us because they they're, they're they already do it. They're already great at it, right? Um, you know, every check every check that comes back is less than a week because I'm I'm always battling against their best case scenario. But the, the reality is, is that if you calculate your calculate your worth properly or your your staff's worth um, and where they could be applying value rather than just sitting on hold with a mortgage company. I think you know folks start to see that it's better just to have us doing doing this because it's advanced administration. It's really nothing else. Um, it's a necessary evil, and everybody in your company should be doing things that 
bring value, not just uh, accomplish tasks, right? Well, I'll tell you, I'll answer the question even better. Updates. I mean, you guys have like an entire timeline of every single time you touch and communicate with the mortgage company, where the check is, where it's been processed, has it been received, has it arrived, all that stuff, which yep. is fantastic because the homeowner has a direct login to see everything that's going on and they get constant emails as to what's going on. So at least it's a feeling of uh, comfort knowing that it's actually being worked on. I do think that you guys just in the year uh, or so year and a half we've been working together. I definitely can tell that you guys have built relationships with these mortgage companies, with particular supervisors at mortgage companies where they know, well, if this is coming from Inc and all this has been already sort of checked off, this is good to go. We'll just go ahead and send it back. And most importantly, my favorite part, Ryan, is you are taking the monkey off my back. There is a book that I read and I will recommend to you and to the audience if I can get it while I'm still talking so that it could come up because it's a pretty good book and it's a really funny and interesting name. It's called The One Minute Manager Meets the Monkey. <laughs> and what it's about is that if you're going to be a successful manager, successful business owner, successful anything, you are going to have a lot of monkeys on your back. What your goal is as a manager, as a business owner, as a whatever, is to try to take as many monkeys off of your back and put them onto somebody else. And I would say that Inc. does a tremendous job of taking the mortgage and payment process monkey off of our backs and putting it on to your back so that when the client uh, it wants to know what's going on, we could direct them right to Inc. I think you brought up an excellent point there, Benson. Um, I know uh, Ken talks about it a lot, especially when he's uh, you know out at the events here, and we're talking to potential customers. But the visibility that we provide around the payment is unmatched, and everybody who's involved in that transaction, even contractors who are not on the check but they're added to the transaction, now everybody sees what's going on with those funds, and you're not having to. Uh, you know, clutter up your CRM with a bunch of notes of where, you know, where's the check? Who'd you talk to about the check? Uh, people texting back and forth, you know, with each other, trying to just locate it um, or get an update. It's all in one spot. So the visibility is certainly uh, an advantage. Um, and then time to money, right? If you don't want to wait for the mortgage company, we can, we can get you those funds sooner than the mortgage company signs that check. Uh, and un unless you're breaking the law, it's not going to happen any faster. So those are those are the the main benefits would be you know speed to money, visibility, and uh, saving you the time. That time yeah, back. we were we were talking about processes before we started recording, and I mean we have our own payment process. That payment process includes ink. <laughs> you know? I was, was going to ask. You said there was another twenty percent of checks that probably don't go through ink. Those are, I would, I would imagine like local, uh, local banks too. Those are, um, sometimes we give like them, local so credit unions. We, we, we recommend by the way, that if it's a scenario where you can get that check, you know, sign that day and endorse or in the bank that day, um, go do it. You know, if, if it's, if it's an easy sure. task, you need the money right away. We don't, we don't force anybody to put all their stuff through us. It's use us as you need us. Um, but what are some other scenarios, Vince, where where you guys might not be using ink? So yeah, so I was actually going through. Oh, I didn't. I was just doing that. Um, I was actually going through our payment process. We actually have 
uh, we use Job Nimbus for our CRM and we have a separate, completely separate board just for checks. We realized that having that intertwined with the claims, it was just because especially when an undisputed comes out and we have to supplement and like now all those notes are in with the claim notes. So we decided to create a completely different board and we created an entire workflow of the check. Um, and what we do as soon as we receive the check, we shoot out an automatic email. So basically as soon as that check gets uploaded, uh, we basically just click the automatic template that we have of an email that shoots out to the client that basically gives them the option. Like you have the option to, we call it the old fashioned way, which is, uh, here's your invoice. If you don't want to send this through ink, then you can go ahead and mail us your fee and we will mail you back the endorsed check. Uh, but the way the email is even worded and, and when we make that phone call to let them know what to do next, like we, it's a pretty hard pitch on just like, let's just go through this virtual, uh, and we can go over the, you can go over the prices real quick too, but here's how much it costs. Like it's, it's super beneficial for you in regards to it's kind of hands off. You don't have to do anything. And then, and then we have the way our workflow goes is if you go the old fashioned way, then there's like a separate workflow for that. And if you go through the ink pay way, there's a workflow for that too. So like we, as soon as, a, as soon as we, we, we get it, we get them endorsed, boom. As soon as we get the FedEx label and we ship it out, boom. As soon as we, we hear that they, that ink and the mortgage companies received it, boom. So we sort of go through the ink flow as well and, and our own flow. And then that's how just, we know when to bother you guys if maybe because we have like time limits on each of these flows and anytime it goes past then we'll reach out to you just be like hey this has been here for this long why and then you'll explain to us why and then that's why and then that's all um so that's our sort of workflow it includes ink you know um how much does it cost for people that don't know so it's uh only 2.99 to get signed up and verified on the platform um everybody goes through a little bit of underwriting because we're advancing funds and we move money like a bank. But once you're signed up, it's, you know, use us as you need us. We, uh, we even have a free feature that is quite popular. It's basically any check that does not have a mortgage company on it. We don't care if there's, you know, five other payees on it. You can have three insureds, uh, the public adjuster, the attorney, and you could have a contractor who's not on the check and the funds are going to them. And we're splitting the payment three ways. Doesn't matter to us if there's no mortgage company. It's 100% free. Nice. To those checks. Um, and you know when, when we're talking about saving time, when you don't have to run across town or an hour away just to go do a check exchange. I mean, it's a it's a it's the a no brainer. No brainer. So um, sec second is uh, our our checks with the mortgage company. We have two options. We have our uh, advanced funding, which is available for those who don't want to wait on those funds. And then we have our standard processing, which is uh, right around 10 to 14 days where we're essentially taking that monkey off your back. We're handling all the communications with the mortgage company, uh, providing the FedEx shipping labels to and from, and just keeping eyes on that while, while it's in process with the mortgage company. But that service, is one percent we cap it at 199 bucks a check and then the uh, advanced funding is only 1.95 so it's only 0.95 percent more for you to have your funds within one to two business days after that fedex label is scanned and we know that checks off to the mortgage company you don't want to wait for them funds are in your account ach and you can get uh, either get paid as the professional or 
you know, for a job well done or get paid to get started as a contractor. The advance funding, 80% upfront advance, correct? Correct. That's pretty nice contractors and adjusters. Not so you bad. You don't have to wait. I guess, yeah, it's not bad, especially those ones that you know that you're going to have to wait possibly six months or three months. You know, it's, it's nice that, cause you know, I mean, I'm sure you already know public adjusters and contractors are contraceivable sometimes are freaking ridiculous. We're just like twiddling our thumbs waiting. So that 80% is nice. That advances is, is a, is a, is a hell of a sales pitch, put it that way <laughs> to convince people to use ink. And th those are, those are really our three primary functions, but we do have some other, um, uh, ancillary services that are relevant to the process. We have an integration with level set. So we do provide services around liens and uh, filing of notices and things of that nature, much uh, less expensively than you could probably do it on your own. Um, anything that we can do to protect the money, you know, we're thinking about and, and moving in that direction. Well, I mean, that's what I got. That's all I got. Would you like to add anything else in regards to the payment process and uh, any kind of issues that people normally deal with? Because I can't think of any besides time, the inspection, the guidelines, and then we've got the ink advantage. I mean, I always say, if you're not using ink, I mean, I think I think you're crazy. You know, <laughs> we're we we are, uh, you know, we we are definitely changing the way people are going to be paid in this industry. Oh, uh, I got a question before we finish. Sure. From what the information that you are allowed to divulge, mm -hmm. what's next for ink? Um, so I know you got some stuff brewing. We, 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 we do. Um, so <laughs> I love how you put, for those of you listening, he just like put his head down. He's like, yeah, I know we do. I want to say it, but I can't. <laughs> Uh, so I would say over the next year, you're probably going to see a lot more activity on the mortgage side with our platform. Um, we have some partnerships and some direct integrations that we are going to be completing where, you know, for some of the mortgage companies who want to send the check off anymore and they'll be endorsing digitally. So that'll cut down the time even further. Uh, it'll cut out a lot of the hassles. It'll give us more control over those monitored claims so that we can move the money faster, potentially eliminate the inspection process down the road. That's what I'm really excited for. And then of course, on the carrier side, um, we do have a pretty big, pretty big domino to fall, uh, with the successful beta that we've completed. And, you know, once that carrier launches us across the board, um, we'll be able to affect tens of thousands of claims a year where there will be no check. And imagine a, a property claim where there's a mortgage on the property and we're still able to move the funds entirely electronically as soon as the claim is approved to everybody that's supposed to receive. Them. I mean, that is, that is the world we have been working so hard to, to reach and we are nearly there. So um, we have, we have some other exciting news. Uh, it's going to be announced in November, um, just before advocates. And, uh, we've got some, you're dying some to say it. <laughs> I, I can't, 
I really can't. <laughs> but I know you want to. I I can't. It'll be big industry news. It'll be big industry news. But you know, look. The fact of the matter is, is I appreciate a company that follows what we have in our company is the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. You have told me since we first met the big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG of Inc. has always been very simple to eliminate the physical paper copy of the check. And That's right. You went right to it. Like you went, imagine like you feel that hopefully within the next year or so we can get to a place where it's just like, here's the amount. And as is, uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but here's the amount. Here's your fee directly deposited here or here's whatever. Here's the client's check directly deposited from here. I'm guessing here's the PA. Here's the contractor based on invoices. Boom, boom, boom. All done. And and I appreciate another business person who, who follows that, that, that BHAG because it's tough. A lot of times it's, it's big, you know, and, uh, and I, I think it's great. And, and you've stuck with it since day one. Exactly. Day one, since September 11th, 2016, when Ken and I first sat down and talked about this, we said, you know, even at that point in, in sharing in the frustrations and understanding the problem very well, we knew that day that getting rid of the check was the end all be all to, to solve this problem. And when it goes, you know, when the check goes away, uh, it's it's not just speed to money. It is, you know, customer retention. Uh, no more holding that check hostage because a few nails were left in the driveway, or you know, whatever whatever could go wrong with that paper check. It uh, is pretty much eliminated once the check is eliminated, and so. We're very excited for that day to come. It is going to be with one carrier to start, one major carrier to start. Um, we have some more that are interested as of late, but it'll be a big domino to fall, and the rest will will come. Uh, and I'm sorry to take the spotlight off you for one second, but I'd like to talk about Ken, and the reason is is because uh, – what's Ken's last name again? Ken Lawler. Ken Lawler, that's what I thought. Yep. Ken is a public adjuster. He is, yep. Ken is a public adjuster. He and I, uh, you know, we're working together on um, on claims. You know, we had mutual customers back when I was a roofer in 2016 and 2017. And so he um, he knows this problem well. And exactly. And, you know, I, and we, I think it's I said to take the spotlight off you. Yeah, no, I, I, Ken, Ken is uh, Ken's been in the industry for. Uh, let's see now, 13, 13 years, uh, 14 years. I mean, he's, I, he, was an, he was an IA. He was a public adjuster. Yeah. He's been around the block. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's he's an incredible business partner. He, he certainly, when it comes to understanding the frustrations of our customers, no one no one is better than Ken in, in working through those because he, he was our largest customer for a while with his company. Um which is still in operation today is a very successful right. public adjusting practice. Yeah. And I would suggest anybody that comes out to the event, uh, not to, to have a conversation with Ken. If you, if anybody, if anybody, if any public adjuster wants to talk shop, like I spent, I think it was in Dallas. I think Ken and I spent like a good 30 minutes or so. We didn't talk about ink at all. We were just talking about claims. We were just talking about the industry, what's covered, what's not covered, stuff like that. I mean, the guy's still very very knowledgeable as to what's going on in the claims world from a public adjuster's perspective. So it is yeah. also 
very cool and it was a easy again easy for me to to stick with you guys also because of 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 the experience that you guys have as public adjusters as well you know so ryan i want to thank you again how we start i'm going to bring this full circle i do want to thank you again truly truly uh from the bottom of my heart for the support that you guys have always had for cca because you know you know, we do, we put a lot of work, you know, all our, you know, Milan and Zenga and all the people that work in the background, you've communicated with all of them. And you know, the work that these guys put in that we all put in to, to try to, to try to help out this industry as much as we can, this industry that literally that supports my family for the last 15 years that I believe in. And I'm super prideful. I don't care. I'll say it. I'm prideful about this industry. I don't care what people say about it. And um, and you've always supported that, and I really appreciate it. And um, I look forward to to seeing you again, and and thank you again for supporting the event that we're going to have, man. Absolutely, we we love you, Vince. We we certainly appreciate everything that you do for um, the industry, and I I think that this my advocates Miami is going to be off the chain. I mean, it's every single event that we've. Uh, had the fortune of of being a part of of yours, Vince has been incredible, and this one, I you know, I can't I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. So we are very very excited. I remember the first event that you went to. I think I tried to convince you. I forgot what event it was, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't, but you attended. And after the event, you came to me. You're just like, we're going to get involved. Oh, we're going to we'll be at the next one. We're gonna, we're going to do it. And I was just like, ah, sweet. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I remember that. I remember your face. It was the first time we met. All right, Ryan. November 15th is a VIP event. November 16th is the actual event. It will be in Miami, Florida. Bisca what is it? The Marriott at Biscayne Bay. Uh, it will be a nice little sunset cruise the night before. The day of, it's going to be a little unique. Uh, Ryan, we're going to have we're going to have keynote speakers. We're going to have breakout sessions, and we're going to have sofa sessions where it's going to be basically live. Breakout sessions will be super intimate with small groups, and we're going to have sofa sessions. We're going to have groups of people on stage for like live Q and A's and stuff like a, like a forum type thing. And then uh, we'll have a, a VIP cigar lounge. Uh, we're closing out the entire cigar lounge and we're going to have like specialized drinks and stuff like that. It's going to be a pretty killer event. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I've got an entire team literally just dedicated to this event now and, um, and we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, that's it. Ryan, we'll see you there. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, Vince.